We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What up, what up, what up? Welcome into another edition of Green with Envy. As always, this is your boy Will Weir checking in. How you doing? How you living? Joining me as he does each and every time, my best friend, co-host, and the coach of our podcast, the one and only Greg Manakis. Happy Sunday, my friend. What it do, baby? And of course, rounding out the three-man weave, my podcasting cousin from across the pond, the leader of the Taylor gang, Adam Taylor. What's popping on a Sunday, my friend? Would you like some tea? <laughs> is that is, is that going to be your new side on? <laughs> I, just, I, I thought it sounded funny. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Actually, I'm not good. We talked about this really quickly before we hopped on the pod, but I got some news that my blood pressure is high. I'm 34 years old. I'm relatively healthy, and I just like don't understand why my blood pressure is high right now. I'm furious. I haven't had my coffee. I'm just going to throw that out there for everyone that's listening right now. I am an angry man on a Sunday morning. I apologize. I'm trying to keep my blood pressure down, so I'm going to be furious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This does. This is definitely a sign of of the times of us aging, right? That the the first thing we come on today in our kind of pre-production meeting, how you doing? And, and Greg is just just you can tell he's rattled. This is not this is not a plus Coach Manakis that that we're getting today. Not at he's all. adjusting to the circumstances here. He's he's like the Boston Celtics flying in at 1:30 p.m. for a seven o'clock game. Everything's different. No, no routines are the same. But yeah, blood pressure, man. That's a it feels like an old man issue. What's a uh, what's what's going on? I don't know, bro. I went to the dentist, which was the first time I went to the dentist. In which, like, by the way, it's also funny that, I mean, I know they take your blood pressure at the dentist, but that you're finding this out at the dentist for some <laughs> reason, I think is funnier than you finding this out at the doctor. Well, I did find out that I've been taking phenomenal care of my teeth because I haven't been to the dentist in three years and they were expecting me to have cavities and stuff like that. Yeah, I would and, too. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I floss every night. I brush my teeth twice a day. Um, and I went there and they're like, yeah, your teeth look great, but you have really high blood pressure. And I was like, fuck. I don't know. What do I do? So I had to like look up online uh, different foods that I need to cut out just to see if I actually have high blood pressure or if it's like my diet. It's like solely related to my diet. So like I remember in high school one time when I was like lifting a lot of weights and like 
working out really hard. I went to the doctor and they're like, yeah, your blood pressure is a little high, but like, do you lift weights? Do you do these things? Oh, it's probably not actually high blood pressure. You know what I mean? So I just got to like uh, control some of those variables. And then I'm going to go to HEB, Will, uh, later Let's today, go. maybe tomorrow and take my blood pressure at the grocery <laughs> store. Yo, my grandma used to bring me, when she used to do that all the time, my grandma would bring me to, to Osco's drugstore, which I, I forget what it is now. It was Brooks back in the day. I think, I think maybe it's a gym now, but uh, she used to go there, get her blood pressure. And then I'd get some like candy or baseball cards for, for tagging along. Yeah. So you, my so- grandma have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, you said you, oh, this is random question. What toothpaste do you use? Toothpaste? Um, I'm a Colgate White. Okay, okay. Because I'm, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but Crest is banned in Europe. So don't use Crest. Will was a, you were a Crest family, Will, weren't you? I've never, I was just thinking, I, I just pick up what it like. It's either Colgate or Crest, but like I don't really have a, a go-to. I just kind of pick up whichever one my eye happens to catch. Like I, I, it's between the two usually, but it's not like a strict preference on one or the other. That's interesting. My family was an Aquafresh family and like without question, we're getting Aquafresh. Now when I go back home, because my parents are old, Sensodyne. It's just like all Sensodyne. <laughs> yeah, Sensodyne stinks. <laughs> We've got one called Euphemol, uh, which is basically non-fluoride toothpaste. And um, mm-hmm. since I've been using that, zero cavities for years, such wood. There's but, there's uh, one there's one out here. I don't know if it exists in the UK, Adam, but it's called Tom's. Have you ever have you have you ever used the the Tom's toothpaste, Greg? It's like the no. super organic natural one. Um, I've I've used it in the past, not by choice. I think it makes your I think it makes your at least it makes your breath smell worse by the time you're done. Like it's that bad. <laughs> it's it's horrible. Yeah, I, I, that's all I can say. If you're a Tom's user out there, please check your life decisions. I don't know what you're doing. Just avoid Crest. It, it's banned okay. in multiple. It's banned on an entire continent, so it can't be good for you, dude. Well, now that we've cleared that up and we've decided, <laughs> we've, we've we've come down officially on Tom's and Crest. Guys, before we hop into the podcast, I want to just acknowledge uh, some big changes for us this week. Greg and I touched on this a little bit uh, midweek, but you know this has been in the works for a while. Us keeping finding ways to keep the three man weave united, uh, and now we are able to do that on a full time basis uh, by moving our podcast to affiliating with Blue Wire Pod. So shout out to our homies at Blue Wire. Uh, we obviously dropped one of our last podcasts with Ty Windish, who is uh, a member of the Gyro Step. They are also part of Blue Wire. So we're going to have a lot of those connections that are coming through. But just wanted to take a moment here and just acknowledge that uh, this is a really cool moment. And I'm super happy to be sharing it with you guys. I'm just worried that they're going to listen to this pod and rescind it immediately <laughs> because of our five-minute intro on toothpaste. <laughs> That's what makes us unique, right? Like, okay, so look at it like this, right? What other podcast can you click into, figure, find out intimate health details about one of the hosts, their toothpaste recommendations, and some of the most in-depth Celtics basketball content on the podcast verse in the podcast verse? Like it's just diversifying skill sets, baby. <laughs> I also love how you say toothpaste. Can you say that again? No, you've made me all self-conscious. <laughs> <laughs> toothpaste. Toothpaste. Yeah. Toothpaste. It's I a love tough, that. not a tooth. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, before Blue Wire has a chance to go ahead and rescind all of our contracts, <laughs> let's actually move into some Celtic-specific topics, and we're gonna try a new segment here. 
we don't know if this is going to be the name of it full time here, but here's a new segment that we want to try right now called Truth of the Week. So with that, our good friend, legend, soon to be good friend, I'll say that. He's not our friend yet, but he's going to be our good friend. Legend, Celtics legend, Paul Pierce, had an amazing tweet today, or not today, but earlier this week, that, you know, philosophers like Pluto and Socrates have, you know, thought about for centuries, for centuries, Plato, for centuries. Did I, is one of those guys not? No, you said Pluto. (laughs) Well, we're off to a great start. We're off to a great start here. Great start. Anyway. What we wanted to do is we wanted to talk about Paul Pierce's tweet here. And I have it up on the screen for those of you that are watching on YouTube. Paul Pierce's tweet. If a girl asks a guy on a date and make the reservation and invite her girlfriend and you are the only guy, does the guy have to pay even if he got a lot of money or how that worked when he really wanted to just stay home and postmate? So I asked I ask my friends here, Greg, what's the answer to this question from our friend Paul Pierce? Uh, let's see. I feel like the guy has to pay. I mean, straight up, like the guy has to pay, especially if he has a lot of money. I would say even if he has like a decent amount of money, he probably has to pay because let's let's be real. If the girl's bringing her friend on this date, she's like, the guy's going to take care of this. Don't worry about it. He's got a lot of money. Like you can just come. It won't even be a question. He's not going to tweet about it later tonight. Don't <laughs> worry about that. He's just going to pay. We're going to have a good time and we'll see what happens. Okay, so I if, like okay, so re- realistically, he has to pay. What I would like to see happen is he pays for the girl that he asked out on the date, and then makes the girl pay for her friend. Like, yeah, yo, I'll pay for you because I asked you out on a date. I was always intended on paying for you and me. If you want to bring a third person into this, then you can pay for them because you are the one that made that invite. Yeah, I like that. That, I, that is the realistic answer, and that's probably the way it should be done. Um, I just don't think when you live in, when you go, like in the circles that Paul Pierce is in, I feel like they're expecting Paul Pierce to pay. Yeah, that's that's the unfortunate truth. Adams is what the truth should be. But the unfortunate truth is you're, 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 you're Paul Pierce. Like, you have to pay. You just, you just have to pay. And not going to lie, maybe it's going to work out for you if you know what I'm saying. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> like, it kind of feels like maybe that's a little bit of, of the insinuation here. I don't know. I, don't, I will say this. This is certainly not a situation I've ever found myself in when y'all were in the dating world. This, like, this is 100% a rich, famous guy problem. Like, this doesn't happen to regular people, correct? Except, on the other hand, he says when he really just wanted to stay home and post made it. Like, I can relate to that. I can't relate That's to true. the first half of the tweet, but I can That's relate to the true. second half of the, the tweet. It's <laughs> it's not like I'm going out on dates. I'd rather stay home and postmate it because obviously I have Danielle. But I just think in general, there are many times where I have the option to do something socially and I'm like, mm, I'd rather just stay home. Right At yeah. the end of the day, whether it's like I'm ordering food or I'm just going to stay home and watch a movie or I'm going to stay home and watch basketball, whatever it is, most of the time I'm going to choose to stay in the comfort of my home. But would you watch a movie about basketball? That's the biggest question. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, that's the I, right Well, I just watched, I think we talked about this recently. I just watched Remember the Titans, obviously a football movie last week. And immediately afterwards, Danielle looks at me and she goes, should we, should we watch Coach Carter? <laughs> Man, she's the one. That's, that, that, that's, 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 that's so perfect for you. 
it's a great day. Remember the Titans into Coach Carter? Couldn't ask for a better Sunday. Well, I don't know if we got a a definitive answer on what what Paul should have done, but I think we all can agree that we would have just stayed home and postmated it. That's that's I think the only c- conclusive answer that we Post can come up. is like Uber Eats, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was forget we have to do the UK translation here, make sure that we're we're on the same page here. And I Adam knows like, yeah, dude, I'd postmates too, and then we get off there and you're like, dude, postmates is like you know, we're joking, <laughs> we need to stay home and postmates. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd rather clarify than say something stupid and then you guys be like, Well, yeah, well don't worry, we'll delete it later. Oh, no, you're a smart man, Adam. That makes sense. Definitely, definitely need to clarify. But that was our first attempt at what we're calling Truth of the Week. We'll see. We're going to play around with it. We'll come back. We'll see what else Paul Pierce has to say. That's really going to dictate whether or not we use that segment. So stay tuned. We'll we'll continue to to filter around with that. But We could also do one called with Perk and something Perk said, and we could call it Is This Perky Enough? <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I like it. We got to we got to come up with all just ex Celtics gimmicks that we have that we can that yeah. we can go through. Just anything that we can relate back to the 0708 Celtics, let's do it. Yeah. That's that's exactly. And especially with KG coming out with a lot of clips too these days. There's a lot of gold in that team right now that's lingering around in the media space. So, we got to we got to try and capitalize on it. But for right now, let's transition back to the present and we were trying to think of different ways to to make this you know, to make this podcast, uh, you know, we're, we're a week left in the season here. We're running out of topics. So we tried to figure out what were some of the best ways that we can that we can bring this home, bring this all in. So coming up here, we're going to talk about three questions that we each want answered about the stretch run. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. So to start this off here, we're going to go, Adam, let's, we each have a question that we wanted to bring to the group here about the stretch run. So Adam, let's, uh, let's start with you here and then we'll, we'll ping it around the, around the, around the diamond here. Okay. So my question is basically you pl- after the Philly game. So let's, ex- I want to exclude the Philadelphia game because 
that's probably the last big game remaining in the season, right? That where you're going up against a, a legitimate powerhouse in your conference. So moving past that Philly game, do you continue to play Tatum, Brown, Brogdon, Smart? You know, some of your like some of your most valuable contributors, or do you start to stagger them game to game, like? Like what the Spurs are doing in their tank, right? Like you don't know which one of their starters are playing one day and which ones mysteriously can't make it because their car tire flew into an alien spaceship and landed on Jupiter. Like just start or Pluto. Pluto. Yeah, but Pluto's um Pluto's a philosopher, right? Um so that'd be my question. Like after this after the Philly game, should the Celtics start taking a bit more caution with their players health and trying not to risk having an injury so so close to the postseason no i think that's a great question i and will and i touched on this briefly on the last pod i think that it all depends on whether or not the one seed is still in play right if the one seed is still in play if the bucks somehow lose a game or two that we didn't expect them to lose and we could realistically have an opportunity to get that one seed i think you got to continue to go balls to the wall until the end of the season but if the one seed's really out of the question, Philly, if we beat Philly especially, there's just no way that they can catch us. So we might as well. I, mean, I would prefer to just completely like shut guys down. You know what I mean? Um, if, if we could shut down Tatum for two of the three games, you know, I don't want him facing the Raptors at all just because they're so physical and like OG Ananobi might foul him hard on a play or Boucher might do something silly. There's, there's just a physicality in that series or in those back-to-back games that I don't really want Tatum or Brown to be a part of and Rob too, like sit Rob, you know, anybody that we think could like, if they go down, our season's over, right? Mm -hmm. Those guys I think need to be out of the lineup. I think that's Tatum. I think that's Brown. I think that's Rob. Yeah, it's I mean, I'm with you, Greg. It's it's a mixed bag right now. And I think a lot of that, you know, we're recording this on a Sunday morning and, you know, tonight there's going to be a big Sixers Bucks game. And in a weird way, even though we don't want the Sixers to obviously, you know, we're still two and a half up on the Sixers. We have a little bit of a cushion. We're kind of Sixers fans tonight wanting them to beat the Bucks so that it brings it down to just a game lead for the Bucks heading in to Monday. So that way for the rest of the week, we kind of can balance this out. And then if we beat Philly, that takes care of any worry about them trying to catch us. So it's it's kind of this weird spot where I, I think it's really hard to make a call until you get through Tuesday. Tuesday, you have to play. I think with everything you got, you've been off for three days. That's the game that I think you look to as you should treat that as a playoff game. If I'm Joe Missoula, that's my eight, maybe nine man rotation that I'm really treating as if this is a one game playoff that I really want to win. And these are the guys that we're rolling with. And, you know, by the end of that night, if you're two games back from Milwaukee with three to play, then you go into everything you just said, Greg, and you start figuring out the ways to to rest guys. You know, you start taking them off, taking your foot off the pedal a little bit. Uh, but if you're one game out and three games back and you have the tiebreaker, I think you still have to, you know, go for it as much as you can. But like when they play that back to back, you're going to be in a back to back, right? With Philly and then with Toronto on Wednesday, I think you take kind of a similar approach to what you did with the jazz. Like you're still going to sit, I think Rob and, and Al and let the chips, you know, kind of fall where they may. So it's, it's, it's really tough to know until Tuesday, but I think Tuesday needs to be approached as if it's a playoff game or a playoff game tune-up. It's one of the closest things we're going to get to a playoff game tune-up, right? You know, with the next week and a half off, because then there's that full week from when the season ends on Sunday until that next Saturday, which is when non-play-in teams will play against. You're going to have quite a bit of time off. So I think you need to use Tuesday night as your definitive, this is our playoff warm-up 
And then the rest of it will kind of figure out depending on what the standings look like at the end of that night. I think that's fair. I think that when you have, when you approach it like that, then you're still prioritizing your seeding. You're still prioritizing giving yourself the best chance to make it deep in the playoffs. But then you're also prioritizing health because if you do realize, hey, first seed's out of reach, then yeah, we're going to start shutting guys down. If it's still in play, even then though, right? Like against teams like Toronto, no disrespect to Toronto, do you really need to push Tatum and Brown's minutes too high? Do you really need to lean on Brogdon heavily? Like, you know, this team went to the finals as the second seed. I know it's going to be tough going into Milwaukee when Milwaukee controlled the home court advantage and it's probably going to be a seven-game series. But I just, the last thing I'd want is some, like, a key contributor to miss, like, even the opening week of the playoffs, similar to what Rob went through last season with Brooklyn, right? And, like, we saw how long it took him to even get back up to game speed despite coming back midway through that series. It would just be, like, the, the biggest hammer blow the Celtics could have after what's been a very up-and-down season. Also, I just want to put out for anyone watching on YouTube my quick wardrobe change for the, <laughs> for the Mighty Ducks hat. Okay, we can continue now. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I saw I saw Zoe come bring that in. Was was this like a call to the bullpen that you you sent her a quick text? She had to come drop it off. What was what was the exchange here? Because that was uh, that was quite sneaky as as we were going through our responses. Yeah, so it was actually Summer that brought it into me, and my mom popped around earlier today, and she was like, "Hey, got you a little present. You're always treating me." Blah blah blah. Here's a hat. I know you like the Mighty Ducks. I'm like, "Yeah, I do. Thank you. I'm gonna rock it." And then I come on the podcast wearing a beanie because it was just what was on my head at the time. And then I was like, hold on, I got a Mighty Ducks hat. Wouldn't Greg know I love Mighty Ducks? Let me rock the Mighty Ducks hat. So here we are with the Mighty Ducks hat. I love it. I love it. That's great. Will, should I take uh, the second question? Yeah, let's go over to your second question here. Okay. So I want to do a draft of NBA play-in team players. Okay? Mm. Because I think this is... Not really a question, but it does kind of get to the question of who do we think is actually going to come out of the play-in tournament, right? Which which teams are going to be able to be successful within the play-in tournaments. So I have um, a list of 20 players, but I feel like if you guys just go ahead and pull up who's currently in the play-in, you'll be able to figure out which players might be available to be drafted, okay? So I just want to go around really quickly. We'll each get uh, five picks, all right? So... Uh, we'll just we'll snake draft it. Will you can get first pick? Adam, you get second pick. I'll get third pick, and we'll just go around and we'll see which uh, you know which players get taken first. Love a good draft. All right, so I'm I'm up first on the clock here. You're up first. All right, I like this question here. So, and we're doing this from both the Eastern and Western conference. Yes, both correct? conferences. Okay, both conferences. All right, I got LeBron. I don't know if I, I don't think I need to give any reason. It's LeBron if he's if if he's even somewhat healthy. I just think he's the guy you you got to lean into because that's that's the question for everything. Do are, are the Lakers sneaky contenders? It all depends on the foot of LeBron James. So I'm going to go with LeBron, thinking that he's back out there playing. He's going to give it his all. Uh, I, I just it, it's LeBron. That's all I got. I'm going to pair LeBron with Carl Anthony Towns. So you're so this is your team. You're building your team. So your first pick is Carl Anthony Towns. Also, but, he, but LeBron's off the board now, right? LeBron's, LeBron's off the board. Off the you board, can pick yeah. anyone okay, else no, that's no, currently no, in the no, play. I'm going with Shy. Shy Jill just okay, SGA. Yeah, yeah that's a good that, pick. That's my guy right there. All right, this is where I feel like it starts to get interesting. And this might be controversial, might not. Maybe it's from a Celtics fan's perspective, but I'm going Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's that was my pick here. 
I mean, it's playoff Jimmy, right? Play, playoff Jimmy's a different guy than regular season Jimmy. Like, who do you want to get through to get 16 wins, to get through 20-plus games in the playoffs? Jimmy Butler's right at the top of that list. Absolutely. So it snakes back to me, so I get second pick. Uh, Second, first, second pick of the second round. I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh, Anthony Davis. I'm going Anthony Davis here. I know he's injury prone, but the way that he's played of late, getting the Lakers back over 500, still one of the best two-way players in the game. Anthony Davis off the board. Adam, back to you. Yeah. So I'm going with uh, Anthony Anthony Edwards from Minnesota. So I've got Shaw and You're going with the youth movement. Yeah, boy. But the explosiveness of that backcourt, yeah, that backcourt, you got Shaw that can handle the rock, <laughs> can pressure the rim. Edwards is just ridiculously good. He's probably my favorite young guy in the league. Uh, I've kind of mapped out where I want to go from here as long as Will doesn't screw me on his next two picks. So go for it, Will. Oh, this is this is where it's getting tough as far as like trying to actually build a team when I'm when I'm looking at this question here. Because I feel like all the next guys that I want to choose, except for the one that I really don't want to choose, are not great shooters. And I feel like with LeBron, you always want to have you want to have great shooting around. So it's really tough trying to think about who I'm going to go with here. I mean, it Ooh. feels like there's an obvious choice there. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there, there's two guys that I really don't like, so I just don't want to take them out of principle <laughs> as far as, as basketball <laughs> players. So I think maybe it's one of those two that you're talking about. Uh, all right, let's go with this next week. I'm going to take Pascal Siakam. Ooh, Siakam. That's a good choice. Yeah, all I'm right. A, I'm, I'm a Pascal guy. I, I like Pascal's game. Uh, not the greatest shooter, but it's okay. It's okay. We're going to make it work. And then, you know what? I'm going to do it. I don't feel good about it. Give me Trey Young. Trey Young. Okay. So, Will, right now, through his first three picks, has LeBron, Siakam, and Trey Young. Adam, back to you. I'm going to go with Brandon Ingram. Oof, I thought about him. He's on He's on one, too, last night. Had a great game against the Clippers. Okay, um, I have Jimmy Butler. I have Anthony Davis. I need some sort of ball handler here, and I need a little bit of defense. So at this point, this might be a panic pick. Nope, I'm not going to go with a ball handler. I'm going to go with Bam Adebayo. So my front court is Jimmy Butler, Anthony Davis, and Bam Adebayo. Oof. Not a lot of not a lot of spacing out there, but that's a uh, that's that defense is going to be legit. That's going to be a legit defense for sure. And then I'm going to go with um, a little bit of spacing here on the court. Uh, dynamic wing Zach Levine. Nice. Okay. So I need some I need some size now. So I'm going to go back to who was originally my pick when I thought I was pairing him with LeBron, and I'm going to go Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns. That's a so that gives that's me my big man in the middle, some rebounding, some three point shooting. I feel like I've got the best spacing out of the three of us right now, and the most uh, probably the best athleticism. That's true. Your team's looking pretty good. Yeah, you, 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 I was really hoping Cat was going to slide one more pick. He was really going to be ideal for the team that I'm that I'm build, building here right now. So now I feel like I've got some tough decisions to make right now. Mm, God, there's so many guys I don't like that are in this tournament right now that <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who I should go with. So I got Trey Young. I've got Pascal. I've got LeBron. So I feel like I need probably one more guy in the backcourt and one more big man. God, Rudy Gobert is just staring at me. And let's take Rudy Gobert. Ooh, that's a tough pick. <laughs> I mean, when you look around at some of the other big men that are left, there's just not a lot. I mean, I, I guess I could have waited to go with Pirtle, but like, what, what am I going to do there? You know what I mean? It's, it's Capella, it's Pirtle, Vooch. Vooch, like, nah, Valanchunas, maybe, but 
I need a big man. So we we got Gobert. And so now I need one last pick here to round this out. Hmm. You know what? I'm just taking best player on the board. Give me DeMar DeRozan. It's a good pick. I flirted with that pick. I'm going to... I was surprised give... Levine went ahead of DeRozan. That was that was a surprise That's to me. That's a surprise. So but I, can, I, can't, I can't have DeRozan and issue. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I get it. Was, yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Two mid-range so, yeah, I'm trying to do this from proper team building, how I'd like my team to run. So I've got the explosiveness. I've got the ball, hand, like the shifty ball handling. I've got plenty of uh, spacing. What I really need is like a lockdown wing defender, somebody that can really kind of just become that connecting piece. So I'm going to go with Jared Vanderbilt. Ooh, okay. I like and that, that gives a me a starting really. five of Shy, Edwards, Ingram, Vanderbilt, and Towns. I'm very confident of that that group. That's a that's a really good pick. All right, I have a I have a lot of options left here on the board for my last pick. Um, I have Jimmy Butler, Anthony Davis, Bam Adebayo, Zach Levine. I feel like I need one more shooter out there on the court. Um, I don't necessarily. I'm trying to think of who or who might be a good. I'm gonna go with Jalen Williams from Oklahoma Ooh, City. Thunder. I was I was trying to think of a way to sneak him or Giddy on my team, but I wasn't really sure what to do there. But I, I like that. Those like those that. are two guys that were that I was thinking about. So I was either thinking between him or McDaniels because I love McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Jalen Williams has proved to be just a little bit more reliable shooter. And he, I love the way he plays. Maybe that's a product of the Thunder's style of basketball, but it seems like mm-hmm. he'd be able to fit with any five. Anyway. And he's a lockdown defender. Uh, my, that team that I have, yeah. What's your starting athletic, five? What's so your starting my, five, Greg? So backcourt, I have Jalen Williams and Zach Levine. In frontcourt, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Anthony Davis. Heck See, of a defensive like, line. So Zero true point guard. <laughs> yeah, it's elite talent, but just like the fit, I'm not sure on how you're gonna like. That's like early season Lakers problems. You know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're running point Jimmy basically is yeah, what I is what I think Jimmy. the the plan is on that one. And then what's your five, Adam? Say I know you just said it, but say it one more uh, time. Shy, Edwards, Ingram, Vanderbilt, and Cat. Ooh, I like that you have like a legit true role guy in Vanderbilt in there, so that everybody else kind of has their opportunity. That's good. That's good. Okay, and then I got so in the backcourt, I've got Trey Young, Demar Derozan, I've got LeBron and Pascal Siakam on the wings, and I've got Gobert as my as my center. I feel pretty that's good about a, my team. That's a good team. I feel pretty good about that. It's, I mean, Trey, the fact that he'll space it as far as he can gives enough room, I think, for LeBron, Siakam, and DeRozan to be able to do their thing. And Rudy, just just stay next to the hoop. You're not, he's not getting the ball. We're not feeding Rudy. Rudy's getting zero touches in the post. He's just setting screens. That's all he's doing, screening and rolling and protecting the rib. That's all. No microphones near Rudy Gobert ever. <laughs> I don't want the league shut back down again. Um, other than that, like, I think that's a solid team, man. Like, yeah, I feel pretty good. Although I will say I was watching, uh, one of the T, I think it was the T wolves against the Suns earlier this week, man, Rudy Gobert pains me to watch. I just, I just don't enjoy watching him. That, that pick really hurt me. And I'm not a big Trey young fan. And those two are both on my team. So I think I built my team well, but I don't like my team. (laughs) (laughs) My team like speaks to me, man. I, I like the young guys. I like people that can handle the rock. I love explosive guys that can shoot off the dribble as well. And then Tanz is just like the guy that everybody should be rooting for, man. That dude's been through so much off-the-court shit throughout his career. I just want him to do well, bro. Pairing him with Vanderbilt, Ingram, Edwards, and Shai with me as the X's and O's head coach. Like We, we got this. Well, let me tell you this. 
your team wins the league pass rankings team. Like that's the team yeah, that I'm yeah. tuning in to watch every single night. My team, my team might have a chance to win a championship just because of the defense, but they wouldn't be fun to watch. Yeah. So yours is like yours is a postseason team. It's going to be hey, as long as we make the playoffs, we're mm-hmm. good. Right? The game slows down. We can muck it up. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you did pick Jimmy and Bams. You basically picked a Heat formula, which which I kind of hate you for because I'm I'm <laughs> I'm already I'm already annoyed that it's likely Celtics Heat in the first round, and so now we're just adding more of that to our fake three man weave tournament that we have here. So thanks, Greg. <laughs> and then we got Will. I think Will's is like the most well rounded team. Like they're going to dominate in the playoffs. They're going to dominate in the regular season. They're going to be one of those teams where the media is writing different trade proposals because of all the star talent that's already there. So I think basically everything. Here's the thing, though, with Will. Like, who has less shooting on the team? Will's team or my team? It's well, especially because Trey Young's not been great shooting this year. It yeah. leaves it, it it leaves it pretty close. I mean, that's why I struggled to take DeRozan with. I mean, that was way that was just such a value pick with DeRozan. But I mean, the fact that he was still there in the last round is just hard to pass. I mean, he's going to be borderline third All NBA, third team All NBA. I don't think he's going to make it, but he's going to be in that in that discussion range. Yeah, it's it's tough. That was the one part that I felt like I was really lacking, and so you know, I'm not the biggest cat fan, but you got cat one pick ahead of me, Adam. That's really where I wanted to go with. I think it was that Trey young pick was to get cat to space the floor a little bit. And then so reluctantly I had to, had to go to Trey young, but I mean, we could at least, at least the, the silver lining for all three of us is none of us ended up with Vucevic. <laughs> yeah. That's the, like, we can all go away happy. Do you guys want to pick a quick six man? Just one person, 30 seconds. Yeah. I like this. Let's do it. So it goes back to you and then to Adam and then to me. Uh, yeah. So six my, my yeah. sixth man, I'm going to go Josh Giddy. So I have a true point guard coming off the bench. <laughs> okay, so it's it's dawned on me that I haven't picked a single player from the Eastern Conference. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm going to have to go and have a quick look at who I might want. I'm going to go Alex Caruso. Nice. I just need that energy guy. Yo, a good give pick. me some I, – I, I need some knockdown shooting. I'm taking Isaiah Joe. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> that is a I'm deep say cut. This, I love it. I'm going to say this straight away. If I hadn't have only picked Western Conference, guys, I would have gone Austin Reeves. So I just went for the next mm. best thing. That's, that's a, that would have been a good pick, too. Austin Reeves definitely would have been in the mix. Yeah, I probably I probably could have gone like Bogdanovich or what something. What do they call but... him? Hillbilly Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> that's his nickname, dude. I have not heard that, but that's, that's going to be Hillbilly Kobe. Uh, by the way, I like that Kobe... <laughs> is so popular they had so they had matt bonner on with um scal yeah. and mike gorman yeah. and so that's a great interview know, yeah was. and so and so what is it scal's the white mamba matt bonner's the red mamba and now we've got hillbilly kobe so everyone is just living off kobe's orbit even <laughs> you know even after his passing he still is the is you know gravitating all these additional nicknames just based off his own brand. Hillbilly Kobe is the best one dude. that's a good one that's a good one but all right let's let's transition to my question here uh, because this is a good one, Greg. You brought up the sixth man, and that's where I want to go with this next question. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so looking around the league, you know, we, we know that the MVP race is tight, but we know it's basically a two, two and a half man race. It's not, not necessarily super exciting. Uh, you look at the coach of the year. I think Mike Brown has, has propelled himself that it looks like that's going to be more of a lock. Joe Missoula will be in the mix. I don't know if he, I don't think he's going he's gonna to necessarily get it, but I, I think that leaves, you know, one opportunity for a Boston Celtic this year to still grab some some postseason hardware when it comes to these different player rewards and that's the sixth man of the year so I feel like right now and I want y'all to 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 jump in if you think it's not just a two-man race but to me it feels like we're down to Malcolm Brogdon and Emmanuel quickly so what I want to know is number one am I missing a candidate number two is there anything either of these guys or if there's a third candidate I'm missing can do in this last week to try to push themselves to the front to the front of this particular race because i feel like it's extremely close so i think this is going to be one of the more interesting postseason awards so malcolm brogdon versus emmanuel quickly who do you got and am i missing anybody in that um i'm gonna go brogdon one because i have money on it and i truly think that he (laughs) he he has been like the most prototypical six man throughout the entire year you know, like maybe you could make the argument that because he hasn't started any games, like sometimes that's something you'll see out of a six man is that when they need to be plugged into the starting lineup, they can, which is what quickly was able to do. And which is when he kind of propelled himself to the forefront of this discussion with that game against the Celtics. So like maybe that that the idea that Brogdon hasn't played any games as a starter helps him. Maybe it hurts him. We're not really sure on that end right now. So I think Brogdon, for sure, in my opinion, is the sixth man of the year in terms of what does he need to do. Um, it's the game against Philly. He's got to have one more opportunity to step up. He stepped up big time in the game against the Jazz when the Jays, well, when uh, Jalen just had an awful game against the yeah. Jazz. Jalen just like didn't show up at all in that game, and Brogdon took us um you know when it was a close game in the late third quarter brogdon just took over the game so if he does that on national television against the philadelphia 76ers i think just having that one more moment this year is going to allow him to win that award i think as well the thing with quickly is he's still so much younger than what brogdon is and i don't know whether that's going to go for him or against him you know like brogdon when you're saying like you know quickly has been able to step into the starting lineup when needed and make an impact well, Brogdon could have done that at any point. And I think that a lot of the voters are going to know this. The reason he's been like pretty much, well, solely confined to the bench is minute management, health management, keeping him fresh. It's not so much that he's not capable. It's just that if we if we run him in the starting five for a stretch, there's a good chance that he goes down for a few weeks. As he, We've seen that throughout his career. I'd hope that Brogdon gets it because of team record, because of team success, because of contributions to team success. And that quick, but then again, you could look at it like while well, quickly is on one of the most overachieving rosters in the NBA right now. Like the Knicks are literally beating everybody for God knows what ever reason. I mean, they've been really enjoyable. I'd, I'm still going to say Brogdon walks away with the sixth man of the year. And I, I think it's because this might be the best season people have seen from him in terms of consistent, healthy production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no surprise here. We're we're all pulling for Brogdon. Much like Greg, I also have a financial investment in Malcolm Brogdon's success, so it's hard for me not to pull for Malcolm Brogdon. But I do think that this race 
is is extremely close. And you look at just the straight numbers. They're both averaging a little bit below 15 points per game. They're both right around four assists per game, or excuse me, four rebounds per game and about three and a half assists. Their shooting splits lean a little bit towards Brogdon, but not by a crazy amount. And then, you know, to your point, Greg, like Emmanuel quickly has played in 77 games. Like that's something I really respect when it comes to some of these awards and just the way some of the, you know, when I look at Julius Randle for all NBA, like the fact up until he obviously got hurt last week and will be out for, for just this week's games. But the fact that quickly's played 77 games already in this season, like that's really impressive. So I do think that that has to count for something. And then when you factor in team success, you know, Celtics are in second place right now. Knicks are in fifth. You know, I, I think for me, it's the consistency of Brogdon that that would have me leaning over quickly. Aside from my own financial incentives, I think that that would would have me leaning towards towards Malcolm Brogdon. But with quickly, he does have a few more. Like like, what's the Malcolm Brogdon moment? Like, if I just had to put you on the spot right now, what's what's a moment that you're that you think a voter could define as? Yeah, that was that was Malcolm Brogdon this season. Yeah, I, I off the top of my head, I don't have one, which is why I said like he has to have that moment yeah. against the Sixers in this upcoming game because he just did have a moment. It's just that nobody saw it because it was against the Jazz when they <laughs> they're tanking, right? But he did exactly. have a moment in the last game. Um, I don't know if you bef- before we transition here, do you, Adam? Do you have any particular Malcolm Brogdon moment you can think of? I don't have a moment, but I do just want to point out, and I'm just pulling. I was just pulling the stats up as you were talking. Uh, which I haven't got around to doing yet. But Brogdon's among the lead, the league leaders in three-point percentage as well. Oh, so yeah. I think that has to play a mm-hmm. part because it's like not only has he been impactful, has he been consistent, he's also among the best in the league at one of the most important shot types yeah. in, in basketball right now. So I think that's got to give him a little bit more. And in a Brogdon moment, I'd just say, Signing for the Celtics is a Brogdon moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, th- I mean, no, th- honestly, because like he he decided to come in here and take willingly take the six man yeah. role. You know, so that itself is like a sacrifice that I think more people need to talk about as we get to the end of the season here versus, oh, quickly it's dynamic, he's fun, and he, he had these like big moments on national television. Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon has been there willingly and consistently throughout the year. So like you're going to see no matter what game you tune into, Malcolm Brogdon's going to get between like 12 and 18 points and shoot like three for six or three for seven from three. Yeah, and, th- and that, that, I think the three-point percentage, Adam, I think you nailed it. That That is, without there being a singular Brogdon moment, that's the, that's the Brogdon stat that you look to, right? The fact that he's shooting about 44% from three this year. You know, him and Al right there, as I haven't looked at it recently, but I know they've been kind of going back and forth the second and third place in the league behind Luke Kennard uh, as far as three-point percentage. But I think that's what you're going to lean into as this is why Malcolm, on a team that shoots the most or one of the most three-point heavy teams in the league, this is a guy that allows them to play that style and be so successful. Yeah, so right now they've got... Sorry, Greg, sorry. Um... Right now, they've got Horford in second at 45.1% behind Kennard. Damian Lee is third from Phoenix, and then Malcolm Brogdon's fourth. So, yeah, I mean, if you want a six-man of the year, the ideal thing is he accentuates what the starting five do well. And that's exactly what Brogdon did. And and I don't know if you have the totals pulled up. I know last time I checked, it was Al and Malcolm had basically shot. I I I wasn't looking at Damon Lee at the time, but they had basically shot 80 to 90 more total threes than Luke Kennard and still had that percentage, which was, you know, it's a pretty sizable difference as far as the amount of attempts go, which I'm sure is still somewhat in that range. Oh, you're on mute, Adam. Sorry. 
Canada's took 245 frees, Horford 308, Damian Lee 241, Malcolm Brogdon 287. So you are right, those two. Oh, and if we want to just round out the top five, Gary Harris has took 210. So yeah. those two have, wow. have taken considerably, considerably more frees than the rest of the top five. Uh, I have one dark horse candidate I just want to throw out there, guy that I've always loved. Um, Jones from the Grizzlies, Tyus Jones. Oh, Tyus Grizzlies. Jones, I like that. Love Tyus Jones. Uh, the the fact that they committed to him this off season, they let go of Melton, right? They let I, I forget if that was a trade or free agent signing, but it was a trade, yeah, yeah. So they like they they let a really good piece go because they knew that there wasn't enough room, and we love the backup point guard that we have in Tyus Jones, and the fact that the Grizzlies have continued to be great even without John Morant in the lineup just plug Tyus Jones in there. There was a moment where I thought like, is John Morant just going to be the sixth man the rest of the year? Cause they brought him off the bench the first two games he was back. And then Jones sat out, I think his third game. So Ja was able to start again. Um, I wonder if that was fabricated so that they were able to like justify that or not. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but Tyus Jones is awesome, dude. He has his assisted turnover ratio is ridiculous. Uh, the last since 2018, 2019, here are his assisted turnover ratios. Uh, seven to one, five point two to one, five point four to one, seven to one, five point five to one. Insane. That is taking care of the ball. I mean, imagine if the Celtics had somebody that could take care of the ball. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, that's. I mean, that's that's. If you had to, you know, paint a picture of your ideal backup point guard, Tyus Jones, I think, kind of fits that mold, right? That's everything that you could want in someone that's you know running your second unit and and doing it in the in the manner that he is. I think until Brogdon kind of accepted being a six man, I think Tyus Jones was the best non-starting guard in the league. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And that, that's why all three of these guys here are likely to be the candidates that that are going to be those finalists for the six man of the year. Uh, but we'll see. We're, we got one week left in the season here, everybody. So we're going to play it out. We're going to see what happens. We'll have our awards. We're going to have about a week to talk about the play-in tournament and what's going on with that, figure out who the Celtics' first-round opponent's going to be. So we'll have, a, we'll have a full week where we can dive headfirst into all of these topics here uh, as this week plays out. But for today's episode, let's send it over to a vibe check. All right, vibe check here on a Sunday fun day recording. Uh, Greg, let's let's go with you, man. You you came into this podcast. You were a little shaken up with your you know with your your blood pressure. You got no coffee. Uh, I feel like I got to give you the floor here, man. Let, let's hear what you what you got for a vibe check this week. I'm gonna actually bring back some oral hygiene conversation for this vibe check. Uh, I know we started the pod talking about toothpaste. We're gonna end really bringing a full circle here. We're we're ending the pod also discussing oral hygiene. So you know how sometimes you can kind of just be in a bad mood. Maybe you have anxiety. Maybe I don't know, depressed. Whatever it is that you're feeling, frustration, and you're like, mm, I wonder what's a small thing that I could do just to make myself feel better in this moment. And one of the things that works for me is brushing my teeth. Sometimes I realize that I'm just not feeling great because my mouth tastes like shit in that day. I've been talking all day. I haven't like, you know, I've had a few meals. I've had coffee. And then I'm like, I'm about even like when I'm about to go on a pod, sometimes I'm about to go on a pod and I'm like, oh, I feel gross. 
I don't have time to shower. I don't have time to do like a full wardrobe change. Adam, as we saw, just throws a hat on. For me, I just go, I brush my teeth or I rinse my mouth with some um, some Listerine and I feel great. So I know that like oral hygiene is important, but also slept on oral hygiene as a mood changer. I love the diversity of this podcast. <laughs> I do. I do. I just really do. Um, I don't know what to say there because... I too enjoy brushing my teeth. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's it, it, it's one of those things. It's it's so dumb that it's actually perfect. Like I know exactly what you're talking about. Like like it's it's just one. Whenever, like you said, you put it perfectly. You're in a mood for whatever. It is. It's not necessarily like there's anything crazy happening, but you're just in a mood or a funk, and you can't figure it out. It is one of those things I go to where it's like maybe I just need to feel fresh. I just need to feel something minty, you know, it's just going to give yeah. it that, you know, that, that, that brand new feel. And yeah. So whether it's, you know, and I do this, it's funny because you, you talked about doing it for the podcast. I 100% have done that. We do this virtually folks. We're not in person. No, no one's, no one's <laughs> smelling bad legs. breath around no, here. We don't have legs. We don't, we don't have legs. Lieutenant Dan, you can got no legs. <laughs> you know, we, we, we don't, we don't, we don't have them, you know, we don't, we just don't have them here. And so, you know, but sometimes I do, pop in a mint pop. I don't really have any gum lying around, but I would do gum and then I'd take it out probably before, before we start the podcast. I don't know if I'd, I'd roll it up like a booger like Greg does, but <laughs> you know, uh, but, but I, I do something to, to give me that, that fresh feel. So you see, Adam's got some mints right there. Adam's, Adam's ready to rock if he needs to, to have that rejuvenation. So I like that oral healthcare as a mental health solution. I think is, is kind of what we're, we're talking about here. Yeah. Or at least a mental health kind of like, improve like i wouldn't say solution. a boost yeah, yeah solution's boost. a little too strong but yeah like um supporting agent yeah <laughs> support agent <laughs> all uh, right who's up next well i like this let's go to adam adam you you go next and then i'll uh I'll, I'll i'll try to i'll try to bring us home somehow some way yeah so i mean right now i'm rocking a wrestling t-shirt uh it's wrestlemania weekend yep. so wrestlemania goes hollywood brah uh I'm kind of vibing with that. I, I started watching it earlier today. I mean, it's four hours. There's a guy walking past with a basketball. So once I'm done here, I've got to go cook him down at the local park because you can't go to my park and think you can ball on that. Hoop, that <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, WrestleMania, I'm vibing with that. I started watching it earlier. It's four hours for WrestleMania 1. It's probably going to be four hours for WrestleMania Part 2. So I've got eight hours worth of wrestling to get through. John Cena with his ball patch at the back of his head is hilarious. He's back. He's back. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like opening all of WrestleMania. So actually, hold on. Let me, let me ask you this, Adam. Because I I did see this today. I saw The Rock doing something. I didn't listen to what he was saying, but he was doing something. And so, what is the deal? And I know you've become more of an AEW guy than a, than a WWE guy. But I've all we also Greg and I have some WWE um, you know enthusiasts in, in our life now. as well. Kind You're of kind of both. both. Okay. Well, what's the deal with like all of these older wrestlers that keep coming back for like one or two matches? Like how important, how cool can it be? Like, how is it not lost its buzz? Like once I get it, you're like, oh my God, this is so cool. Taker's back or The Rock came back or Stone Cold came back. But if they keep coming back for these matches, you just know it's happening every year. Doesn't that lose a little bit of its sizzle, a little bit of its flavor? Like they're not going to clearly yeah. win the title and then come back and be a part of wrestling on a consistent basis. So it's not like it's a full come back it's a one night only somewhat meaningful but i feel like at a certain point you've you, you you've done that script before it loses its flavor yeah i mean for me it's more along the lines of you never know which time's the last time 
Yeah, it's true. Right. And it's like, and it's also like, uh, a lot of these guys that don't wrestle no more are still the biggest stars in the game. You know, like you put Stone Cold in a ring, he's going to draw a larger crowd than if he wasn't there simply because, you know, people that don't fuck with wrestling anymore, it's probably still fucked with it when Stone Cold was there. So they're going to, they're going to tune in. You know what I mean? So you'll probably tune in for that segment. It, it's the virality of things as well, right? You can chop up that one segment and it's going to, make you money on youtube or it's gonna draw interest on tiktok but for me it's just like you never know which time's the last time you know like uh i mean sting is regularly on aew sting's gotta be like 67 years old the dude's old <laughs> man like uh <laughs> these geriatric fucks out here well, at you, gotta, you gotta you gotta stay relevant because you never know like hundreds of years from now someone might like reference you on whatever their 200 years from now version of a podcast is transpose a vowel and call you the ruck instead of the rock or call you stang instead of sting like will did with pluto instead of plato you know what yeah. I mean? it's really never important <laughs> that you stay relevant i mean for if, as if, long i as mean if can. my guy plato had a little bit more tiktok content maybe i know maybe maybe i would have got it right you know yeah, like I mean, we see Pluto up on a cartoon network in the disney yeah. channel all the time yeah like, uh, yeah who's more relevant who's more thing? relevant today pluto the dog or plato the philosopher <laughs> that's the real question i think it's pluto the dog and i <laughs> bet you you know what i bet you he's got a couple girls going on dates too and he's not sure who's who's paying either you know what i mean i bet you he's thinking about <laughs> the it, only thing so. he's very sure of is the the end of the night will be exactly like one of Snoop Dogg's albums. <laughs> they ain't leaving till six in the morning. <laughs> What's the one of the names? Think of the names of one of the albums. Oh, yeah. I think we all know. I hope the audience yeah. knows. I'm just leaving it at that. I'm just leaving it at that. Uh, well, yeah, we'll dangle so it at I'm that. Vibing, but yeah, I'm, I'm vibing WrestleMania week. I'm vibing with WrestleMania. Okay. Okay. Respect that. Shout out to the Latino World Order. I saw that they got back together. Rey Mysterio leading the LWO back to relevance. Uh, my buddy told me I should get that T-shirt, which is pretty sick. So may have to look into. If you know, we just got to hook up for a Latino World Order shirt. Holla at your boy. We'll, uh, we'll make discount. it happen. Ooh, maybe that works. We'll see. Well, let's let's see if anybody comes through here first. Let's see, listeners, hook us up. Let's let's, let's make it happen. Uh, all right. Let me round this out here. Uh, my vibe check of the week. Uh, I'm gonna keep this pretty simple. Buzzer beaters. I was watching the Final Four last night. Had San Diego State against Florida Atlantic. Adam, not sure if you if you've caught this on on Twitter and stuff, but you know Final Four here, NCAA tournament. Uh, you know the two winners will play on Monday night. Going to be the UConn Huskies. Shout out to our friends that are big UConn fans down in Houston. Uh, they're going to be taking on the San Diego State Aztecs. But you know, I really wasn't. I was kind of half paying attention to the Florida Atlantic and San Diego State game. And it's, you know, I was just thinking about it and I, and I kind of caught the last two, two and a half minutes of that game. And I was just thinking about like, man, I don't really have, I don't have a stake in this. I have no horse in this race. Like I don't really necessarily care what happens. I'm just here for the entertainment factor. But I was thinking, man, you could put any game on any game. I don't care if it's St. Anne CYO against St. Brendan CYO. If there's <laughs> two minutes left and it's within a bucket, I'm locked in. Like there's nothing better than being locked into a game because you don't know what that ending's going to be like. And, and I think about how many games throughout the NBA season that as I'm going to bed or as I'm just flipping through after maybe a Celtics game or something, I try to find whatever ones in the last couple minutes. And I cannot turn that off, even if the only chance is a full court heave with 1.3 seconds left down three. If that's the only chance for this game to be tied, I can't leave 
just in case there's that 1% chance you see something that you weren't expecting to see. And, you know, Florida Atlantic misses the shot down about seven seconds left or so. Guy from San Diego State gets it, goes length of the court, hits him with a nice little hezzy step back. Game over, you know, just something you don't get to see every day. So buzzer beaters are my vibe check of the week. Yeah, and the San Diego State coach going full Missoula and not calling the timeout. <laughs> but I loved it in the post-game interview. They're like, why did they asked him, why did you not call a timeout? You had one left, seven seconds left. They didn't have any of their like great offensive players on the court. Well, they had the, they had Butler on the court, but they didn't have that uh I think his name's Bradley mm-hmm. because they put their best defensive lineup yeah. on the court to get the stop, right? So everyone's expecting them to call a timeout. And they asked him in the post-game, why did you not call a timeout there? He goes, I ran out of plays. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was such a. I great, didn't hear that. That's a great oh, answer. Such a great answer. He was like, oh, "I just ran out of plays. I figured we'd get a better shot if we just went in transition." <laughs> I, I love that answer. I love the transparency. It was just such a. There, like, there are some college coaches that are just like so full of themselves because you know the Coach K's of the world and the Izzo's of the world because they are the man. They're bigger than the program. They're bigger than the players. But for the coach to be so humble in that moment and like you know, I, I don't know the coach's name. I didn't recognize him. Uh, maybe he is more famous than I'm giving him credit for, but he was just like, yeah, didn't have any plays left. Thought it was great. All I've taken away from this is that the NBA app, like NBA um, league pass and stuff, they all need like a red zone feature. That's my main takeaway. Yeah, they, they kind of experimented with that a few times this year. I forget what they were calling it, but they and this is what the NBA needs to do more of. So in a different episode, we, we should talk about kind of the collective bargaining agreement and some of the, th- the nuances that came out of that and what that will look like down the road here, which which dropped on Saturday, which is definitely interesting. Some of the changes that are that are coming. But I know scheduling wise, they tried this a few times this season where they would stagger the start so that they could do exactly what you're talking about, Adam, where it was, you know, there's a 7 p.m. start, a 7.15, a 7.30, a 7.45, 8, 8.15, so on and so forth. So that that way, throughout the night, you're just getting, you know, ideally, if you're getting close games, you're getting those buzzer beaters or those OTs or whatever stacking on top of each other, and you're creating that red zone atmosphere. I do think that's something the NBA needs to be more at the forefront of, of, of pushing content like that. Sure as hell, all of us are eating that up when they do it. So would you prefer a buzzer beater over like an Elam ending? Like a really good Elam ending? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah. would just because the, the Elam ending, like it when the Elam ending hits, it hits. But it's also, I don't want a game. It's not like an Elam ending free throw just kind of disgusts me. Like. You know, like I just, I just don't feel great about how much. I mean, we already have enough issues with the refs as it is now. I can't imagine being like, how are you going to call that? This team's only, you know, down one and they need to hit these two free throws or one free throw to win the game. Like collectively, people are just going to lose their minds if that's an option. Yeah, I think the Elam ending needs to be saved for like very specific, like maybe the Elam ending, if they're really going to bring in the in-season tournament, maybe mm-hmm. they try the Elam ending in the in-season tournament, but only for overtime or something like that. Yeah. Like It has to be used very selectively. Yeah. Any quick thoughts on the in-season tournament from you guys? I love it. Ready for it. Yeah. I mean, I'm English though, right? Like you got to understand that like, I've grown up with in-season tournaments in major sports my entire life. It just makes sense to me. It's not, and it's one additional game. You know, mm-hmm. if you make it to the final and then the players get incentivized with cash what is it half a mil per player yeah which i don't know if that's going to make a difference for for these guys which is my kind of skepticism i mean, toward, I mean here's the thing i think it's worth trying the floor. 
Like everyone's playing harder. If you get, to, I don't think it's going to make a difference until that final game, and then yeah. I think that makes a huge difference because 500k is still 500k, 500. and you're going to yeah. be potentially in Vegas, which you can go spend it on right away. And exactly. I think I think these guys would have some ideas what to spend it on. You know, <laughs> I've got an idea straight away. Hit <laughs> a ball here. table. Get your mind out of gutter. Uh, yeah bring all your bring all your girlfriends to the date <laughs> yeah yeah they can all come if i got 500k we every, everybody coming everybody eating but yeah i think the in-season tournament will be will be i think it's worth trying um i don't know i'm interested to see to see how it goes and how they structure it uh it's it, it like I, I have no problem with trying it i'm not necessarily super excited for it but i also think it's worth trying so We'll see how it plays out, but that was one of the many interesting nuggets that we'll touch on at a later date here when it comes to the CBA. May need to tag in our good friend Keith Smith to go over some of the financials, uh, financial incentives that come along with this the new CBA stuff. deal. The fun the stuff, fun the real stuff. <laughs> dig into the real fun stuff, bust out the spreadsheets and calculators. That will be for for a future episode. But I think that is going to do it for this particular episode here of Green with Envy on a Sunday fun day as we roll into the final week of the regular season. Feels pretty wild to say that. Uh, any final thoughts from either of my guys over here before we send this over to some Black Sheep Optimists? We should listen to Black Sheep Optimists. Great recommendation. Greg? Uh, started the pod not in a great mood because of the high blood pressure thing, and it feels so much better now. Thank you, guys. We love you. You're welcome. <laughs> and with that, we're going to send you out with some music from my band down here in Austin, Texas. We are Black Sheep Optimists, and this one is called Skywalking. Peace, everybody. Peace. I wish it that they never seen the stars in your eyes A glimpse of what I'm missing, think it is a mirage Ooh, you got me tripping and it's hard to describe But I stick for a minute cause I'm digging the vibe I like the way you're looking at the look in my eyes Don't be casual feelings when it's only a vibe Don't know what the deal is, I'm a typical guy You know the one thing different is the state of your mind I'm like, oh my my, someone throw me a rope I'm getting too damn high, didn't know I could float You could call it a vibe, it's probably all that you wrote But I'll be doing this shit finally if I didn't have hope Cause you know that that embodied that's what go with the flow I can sing a different song if I cannot hit the notes You had me taking off when you took off your clothes It should be coming down by now But I won't let go